We got the top. I, I've got to get. I got to get my stuff together. We have the top five stories of the day coming up. If you missed Patty Gasso or KJ Kindler on the show, please find it on our podcast page as soon as we wrap up at kref.com or search KREF. However you consume podcasts. Uh, in the meantime, Darla's been kind enough to hang in there before we hit our top five stories today. What's going on, Darla? How are you on this Tuesday? All right. Hey, I just wanted to ask, um, is there, has there been any, di- any dismissals or transfers from the softball team? Any dismissals or transfers? Well, I don't believe we've had any dismissals that I know of. Now, you had Jocelyn Erickson, Sophia Nugent, and I know you knew about, you know, obviously Jordy Ball. But as far as, you know, this is a team that's going to come back with, I think it's double digit, 10 or 11 seniors uh, that are going to be playing this year. So they're going to be in good shape. Yeah, but so far, so good on that front. Now, remember, they report on Monday is when they get them back. So, you know, we'll see. Well, because I I had a Facebook Uh uh, notification. That's dangerous. uh, Somebody, I couldn't get, I thought it was McKenzie or something. It Mm. said, Okay. Uh, dismissed I, from the team. All right. Well, the, uh, we got a lot to work through here, just real quick. Uh, number one, Darla, I got to get you to stop relying on Facebook for your news. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, it's I, not, I won't. It's not I, trusty. <laughs> but, no, I, okay. I know what happened. Mackenzie Donahue stepped away from softball, and she had already transferred oh. to Tennessee. So, I think oh, there was okay. just – because I got that story aggregated into a couple of feeds too. But, no, no, no. Uh, Mackenzie Donahue retired from softball. That's what you saw. Oh. See? Okay. I oh, should uh, no, I, I should okay. clarify with you too, Darla. If it's KREF Sports on Facebook, that's no, a yeah. reliable news. Yeah, exactly. Source. That's a good news yeah, source. Yeah, that's by the reliable way. news. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> All I right. Thanks, get Darla. A feed from the Sooner okay. fans or something. It's uh, well, well, anyway. Thank you. Have a wonderful Appreciate day. Appreciate your time. You too. Bye See for you. now. Bye for. Oh, wow. How about that? Dude. Dude. <laughs> did Bye. that just happen? Bye for now. <laughs> As somebody who just finished listening to the bit where uh, Eric wanted his IQ results and, and he quit the show, Darla ending, ending her phone call on a bye for now just wow. became a clip that will live in infamy here on The Ref. Rest in power, Ralph. I, I did have to say the funny thing uh, that she – I had that pop into my feed, and I don't know how this happens. Some people say, well, it's how you search or whatever, but I'll inevitably get some – like, for instance, tomorrow on my Facebook feed, I'll get, like, a news report that an Oklahoma assistant has been stealing signs, right? I mean, it's – it's, and I don't know why, and it always has some crazy title to the page. It's like, football fans for life, the tailgate uh, – EXT or, you know, it's just ridiculous, these Facebook groups. And that one with Mackenzie Donahue is like some, it said sooner in it. And it said, um, Oklahoman steps away from softball uh, are, are, are done with softball. And so it was very deceiving, right? Because what do they want more than anything else? Engagement. They want a little engagement. Yep. They want a little clickage. I feel you. Sorry about that, Darla. You can also trust Hawkeye's Wire. I would say there are only a handful of trustworthy sites. There's HawkeyesWire.com. OU Insider. KREF.com. Parker. And OUinsider.com. And, of course, any Facebook group out there. All 100%. (laughs) That's right. That's a great point you're making. All right. Let's hit the top five stories today. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. 
Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, I-44. I've turned into the Michigan radio guy. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. Uh, NewcastleCasino.com. I need to get back out to Newcastle Casino, Trev. I need to get back out there. All right, big story number five. Number five. Oh. 5808. Facebook breaking news. Ten-foot aliens shopping at the mall in Miami and Trump to be reinstated in White House tomorrow. You know the one that's been resurfaced in my feed the most has everything to do with that Miami incident? Did you follow that at all? No. I had it for the final thoughts yesterday. Or for the final thoughts today, but then my car did die. So, well, we'll have to get to it. They, there was a massive police presence at a mall. Someone said they thought they saw an alien. What? I'm serious. I promise you guys, I didn't take anything before the show today. But that's really, I, I'm giving you the nuts and bolts. Like 580-Nate's text that he sends, he's not just making it up. It's real. Was it like a relative from the airplane chick? I don't know. It was like more than one person spotted it. And then everyone's like, it's a cover-up because everyone's saying it was just some teens they were chasing. It's a false flag is what it is, Josh. These false flag operations. <laughs> Uh, right, I'm so, in. Anything that uh, we might have seen an alien, sure, I'm, I'm all about it. If you just follow us for your news and you're like, I came for the news today and I'm hearing about 10-foot aliens. <laughs> Very Sorry. disappointed, yeah. I want you to blame 5808. Hey, did you see the big breaking news and big story number five that dropped during the national championship celebration last night? Perhaps? Well, what uh, might you be referring to? Quinn's Sean Judkins committing to Ohio State. Wow. I, I like that. Way, way to rain on the Michigan parade. Just a smidge. Probably didn't bring him down last night, though. It, I, I'm, not, I'm looking at Tom Van Heron's story. And it literally, I don't know, I think literally I always use it, I think correctly. It hit at 11, 11 p.m. last night. Make a wish. Which was right during the celebration of Michigan's championship. Ohio State adds Quinchon Judkins in one of the bigger portal moves of this offseason Travion Henderson hasn't yet announced his plans for next year remember he's got an opportunity to come back to the team in 24 or go to the NFL draft uh Chip Trainum, he uh he transferred to Kentucky they got Dallin Hayden back but you add Judkins into that mix all right I'm in saw a lot of debate speaking of Ohio State I blame Ari Wasserman for this Josh um when that, when that game finished, were you in a position where you thought Ohio State could beat either of those teams? Which, again, by the way, they played Michigan and they didn't. But then the other one was Georgia would have beat either one of these teams if they played them. I liked uh, I liked the Georgia one better. Was it Marlon Humphrey who who had the tweet that <laughs> Alabama would have waxed Washington? That, that was my personal favorite. Yeah, I saw that last night. I saw that last night. All right, so that was the big portal news last night. Obviously, the Oklahoma portal news is the addition of tight end Jake Roberts. And I, I've seen this quite a bit. Starting to grow a little bit. Are we going to announce Zach Alley as the new defensive coordinator here? What's uh, Do we worry at all about the holdup? Especially when you see you know, LSU has a coordinator opening, Alabama has a coordinator opening. I understand. I, I'm not worried about anything because of his close ties to Brent Venables. 
But it's also a situation where it's like, okay, what's uh, when does this become officialized, if you will? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know what the holdup would be. Hmm. Hopefully it's nothing. But as it stands right now, it looks to be right on track. And Jalil Farouk and Trace Ford, uh, both, I guess you, I don't want to say announced it because I don't think they did anything. Trace Ford had kind of already told people he was coming back, at had, as had Jalil Farouk. Though, Jalil Farouk was apparently very close to wanting to commit to the NFL draft, declare for the NFL draft, but both announced they're returning last night. All right, big story number four. Number four. I say they announced they're returning, but at least their intentions have been made known. Yep, it was reported. Josh, can can we say in the midst of the excitement of the national championship game last night that the Oklahoma City Thunder got back on track? Oh, I, I think we can say that. <laughs> OKC gets a big night from Chet Holmgren. And kind of in the shadow of the national championship game, they beat up on the Washington Wizards 136-128, to breaking a mini M-I-N-I two-game skid. Chet did finish with 31 points. He was 4-for-5 from beyond the three-point line. Uh, Double-double for Williams, uh, 21 points, 10 assists for J-Dub. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 32 in Oklahoma City, rolled. And I think we had kind of tongue-in-cheek said, well, if they lose this one tonight, full-on panic. But if they would have lost that one last night, Josh, I do think you would have seen a full-on panic from <laughs> right. a lot of people. Indeed. But obviously they got right. Holmgren had the, the big-time game. And uh, now they can they can get things, things switched back in a good direction here. They are – listen, I'm not going to do this thing on getting caught up in where they are standings-wise. Does it, does it matter for them – it would be – it would behoove them, right, to finish ahead in the standings of Memphis. I don't know how much maybe that one matters, but the – Teams that we've been the defending champions, right? Mm-hmm. It would behoove OKC to have a better record than Denver. Absolutely, I I know that I'm I'm falling into the trap, but I would love to see a team have to come here and beat you four times in Oklahoma City to not advance, uh, for you not to advance. I think I I think I would want that over anything, because uh, I think we can create a pretty special environment. All right, OKC back in action. Against Miami, uh, Heat playing a little better. That'll be coming up tomorrow. All right, big story number. Where are we on three? Big story number three. Number three. I can't do the show from home because I know how to turn all my channels. So if I'm tired of seeing Shannon Sharp yelling at the screen, I can change my channels, and I'm like, oh, we're doing a radio show. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, it happens. Big story number three. Uh, Josh, it was a little bit quiet. It's almost as if the the college football world kind of took a lot of the focus away from what could have been maybe a little bit more of a busy Black Friday than it was. But for the second day in a row, we opened it with that coaching news. Nothing out of Boston slash New England. Is Bill Belichick going to stay as the head coach of the Patriots? I don't think so, man. I, it just feels like there's so much smoke there and – Frankly, it's probably good for all parties to to move on. Well, here was Bill Belichick when asked about his future. Oh, do we just have an EAS alert in the middle of the top five stories of the day? Uh, yes, I'm afraid we might have. <laughs> well, this doesn't affect, I think, those online. Sorry for those of you that are trying. I wish I could just say, hang on, hang on. Like, if they would give us a heads up when the EAS alert's coming, right? Josh would be like, hey, hold on, guys, hold on. I'll shut up for a little bit. But here's what... Here's what Bill Belichick had to say about 
whether or not he's coming back. I'm going to contract, um, do what I always do, which is you know, every day I come in, work as hard as I can to help the team in whatever way I can. There you go. Wow. <laughs> as thrilling as if he just started. Um, Pete Carroll is coming back to be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. At least that's his plan. I kind of found this interesting how he answered this question. This seems like sort of a stupid question. I know you answered it yesterday, but I'll ask it again. How come? You plan to return next year? I, I plan to be coaching this team, and, and I told you that I love these guys, and, and that's what I would like to be doing, and and, uh, and see how far I can go. You know, I'm, I'm not worn out. You know, I'm not tired. You know, I'm not any of that stuff. I need to do a better job, and I need to help my coaches more, and we need to do a better job of coaching, and there's a lot of area for improvement. That's what I would like to be doing. Am I reading too much into that? He, What's his contract situation? I think he's under contract for a while. I think Pete Carroll essentially has one of those like lifetime contracts. Well, I'd be somewhat facetious. It could mean a number of things. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're trying to move on from Pete Carroll, and maybe there will be some final thoughts on, am I going to come back and keep doing this? It sounds like, I mean, he's saying right there, I'm not tired. Physically, I feel great. I want to keep going. To me, that maybe is, okay, are we going to retool the roster to mm-hmm. a point to where I, I want to continue doing this? Is Geno – the long-term answer for Pete Carroll. Is he good with that? His contract is through 2024. So one more year. With an option for 25 that can be exercised, uh, I believe, this offseason if he wants it Maybe that's it. I mean, maybe that's why he makes that sort of veiled comment is, I want a little more uh, longevity Hmm. on the contract. Good point. Good point. Uh, Do you know Pete Carroll makes $15 million a year? Well, Super Bowl winner. I guess so. Uh, and speaking of coaches. That's a lot of money, though. That's a lot of money. What, uh, what does everybody else make? I, this, this, right here, this right here said it was reported that Carroll signed a five-year, $75 million contract extension uh, in 2020 that brought his annual salary to 15 mil per year. Holy smokes. I would have to think that's – I mean, everyone was freaking out when – when uh, was ten years, a hundred million dollars, that John Gruden gave? Or I'm sorry, um, bull haircut, Al's kid, Mark Davis, <laughs> Al's kid, Mark Davis gave to John Gruden. I think right, ten years, a hundred million. And now he's like, whoa, Pete Carroll made fifteen million <laughs> during know. that. Nobody, nobody even raises an eyebrow. Everyone freaked out. Nobody even raises an eye about that. Um, <laughs> by the way. I did have to. I did make another terrible mistake during the Knippelmeyer or during the top five stories of the day, which is open up the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. And it, what we started with that alien story out of Miami that five eight zero Nate tweeted about yes. or texted us about. Uh, the four hundred five wanted to make sure to correct me and say aliens plank, not Plural. alien. Yeah, that's well. That's an important distinction. That's that true. is a very very important. Distinction. All right, uh, here's Jerry Jones real quick, and then we'll move on to big story number two. Speaking of aliens. Speaking of aliens, here's Jerry Jones and what he had to say about Mike McCarthy whenever he was asked. Jerry, there was a report that Mike McCarthy needs to do well in the postseason to have a secure spot with his job and all. With what he's done the last three years, can you speak to his future and his security with this organization? Well, I just think that his record speaks for itself. 
I think what he's done, uh, the fact that we've uh, put ourselves in this position over these last three years, uh, I think that does speak for itself. And uh, we've got a lot of football left, in no small part, thanks to Mike, thanks to his staff, and uh, thanks to some really outstanding football players around there. So uh, uh, we'll see how each game goes. Does Jerry ever just get fed up? It's like, I don't have an answer to that question. Would you stop asking me about that? We're the two seed. <laughs> Jerry, is, is, does he have to win a playoff game to keep his job? Just stop. I but mean, he, what are we doing? He handles it in stride, though. And oh, he, the beautiful thing is, the, the beautiful thing is, we all know that there might be a chance that he's let go if they don't get this thing done. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, let's hit big story number two before we talk about the national championship game. Number two. Uh, as was reported by Jim in Arlington via Brett McMurphy here on the Plank Show yesterday, the Oklahoma Sooners have added, uh, and as you heard this morning from Dewey Salmon, a very humble and excited, uh, another name to the Hall of Fame, and it's Dewey Selman. I just, did you get to listen to the interview with Toby today? Uh, no, I'd love to hear a little bit from it if you have it. It, it, it is, uh, okay, I'm, I'm queuing some of it up right now. You know, yesterday we got a text on the show about Dewey that said, hey, my mom had a job, or excuse me, had a business, and he came to learn how to lay carpet. There was a moment in the interview uh, where Dewey Selman goes, thing, the thing you have to remember is that Dewey Selman is old school. And when he said that, I was like, oh, that's of course he is. He's Dewey freaking Selman, man. Um, but let's see here. He was on with Toby. It's available on our podcast page right now at kref.com. Uh, he talked about, let me see, where do we want to go in set interview where there's not 12,000 things playing at the same time on my computer? Wait for it, Josh. All right. Uh, here's Dewey a little bit just on, obviously, the moment, uh, his career, and, and what this means. And back in the way, he said, good morning, Dad. How are you doing? Have anything arrived that you're arrived? Have you got anything this morning? And so I really kind of started thinking about things then and um the third more phone calls came in then a package came to the front door in fact toby i think you called me and left me a uh, a text this when i saw when i saw your name i knew this for real uh, but then after that the package did arrive to the front door and i picked it up I took it in and gave it to Catherine. I said, Catherine, you got a package. And she looked at it and said, no, it's not for me. This is for you. And we opened it, and it was the uh, the football, announcing the fact that I was going, going to be in, ended up going into the hall in the 2024 class. And Toby, it was very moving. I, I never have been taken back by an award like I have this one because of Maybe just because of all the great people, the love of the people. And so I, I was there 50 years ago when I was playing at OU. And for them to think about me and and to love me and want to do this for me at this time of my life, it was it was truly, it's been truly amazing. And, uh, and quite humbling, the fact that the love of people of Oklahoma and throughout the college football you know, program and um it's just, it's just a special time. It really is. So how about that as wow. though you're finding out it's like someone says, hey, uh, did you get a package at your door? No. <laughs> I haven't got anything yet. Why? And you're thinking, what could it possibly be? 
And the next thing you know, it's you're getting inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Man, that, cool uh, that almost chokes me up a little bit hearing him talk about how emotional it made him. That's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, he, he told a story about the first time he met Barry Switzer. Um, if you if you go to Soonersports.com right now, there is a link with everything about uh, Dewey and his incredibly storied career as an Oklahoma Sooner. Then there's some highlights that you desperately and definitely need to see right now. Uh, he finished his uh, career, finished his career with 325 tackles, 25 of those for loss, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. He had 20 as a defensive lineman. Josh, again, different game, right? But uh, had 22 tackles in the 1974 win over Texas. An absolute legend. 22 tackles. As a defensive lineman. That's insanity. Against Texas. All right, um, go find that. Toby did a great job. It's available right now on our podcast page at kref.com. In the meantime, it's time for big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, so we're, we're getting nerded out over way too early top 25s, but until then, to the victor go the spoils. Hell to the victors. We'll talk Michigan football when we come back after they take care of business 34-13 to 13 against Washington. And two major stories loom from this. What is Jim Harbaugh's future? And what is the future of potential sanctions for Michigan? I guess you could put J.J. McCarthy's return in there somewhere. But we'll recap and relive the madness of last night next, right here on The Ref. Mop and Roofing, they bring us our number three. As we say, welcome back. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank right here on the home of Sooner fans. Mop and Roofing and Construction, they got you covered, Oklahoma. Call Bob Moppin and his team, 405-703-3843. Mop and Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. Man, uh, your hot take, I feel like, is... It's I, been decently well received. It's it's still kind of early, right? Because I bring up this story a lot, and uh, I think I think Toby and TJ we've talked about this before too. That sometimes most of the rage, if things are going poorly, is you know that Tuesday of game week. Yeah, it's the uh, delayed it's like, release. Yeah, it's kind of like you you let things simmer on Monday and you let it go on Tuesday. But I also, I'll never forget that, I believe it was a, a Monday or Tuesday after Alabama beat Notre Dame in the national championship game. And just where, from that point forward, I just kind of learned, I'm going to gauge a lot on how I feel, you know, and what I see in a championship game. If Oklahoma's not there, uh, or if we're covering Oklahoma State or, or whomever, right? But just for the selfish purposes of this show, I, I didn't come away and think, gosh, Oklahoma's just ugh, so far to go. Now, again... You might say that's a little bit homeristic, but let's also remember in a lot of those years, Josh, we have the evidence of just how far away they truly were, right? The 19 loss was one where you realized quickly, okay, there, there's another level to find. Also, it didn't help too much when you're going up against historically one of the greatest offenses in college football, right, and what LSU was. No so, doubt. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying I feel this way every year. I just feel really good about where Oklahoma is. You know, the other nice okay. thing – the other nice thing is with this jump to the SEC, I, the the picture will be, I feel, less cloudy for us to evaluate. Okay, how how close Where are how, they? Yeah, how close? Great how far point. are they? Because look, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and 
it's one person's opinion, so it's not fact. It's a way too early poll. There's going to be 10,000 of them. But in Brett McMurphy's way too early poll, there's seven other SEC teams on it mm-hmm. alongside Oklahoma. And guess what? You play six of those seven. So, yeah, we're going to have an idea of where OU's at, uh, you know, whether or not they win a national championship or get in the college football playoff next season. But, hey, to the text line on this subject, and your hot take, of course, was OU's not miles and miles away from those teams that we watched last night. Uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line, Jeff from OKC. I don't disagree with you, Plank, but I felt that way all season. Mm. I feel like none of these uh, teams this season beat us. We beat ourselves. I was I was trying not to get into that mode too much over the last few weeks. I was trying not to. I it I guess part of this uh, part of this too is having watched what Michigan did to Alabama, right? And again, unfair because as we've learned, Michigan's the the, the national champs and have they're old on defense and they're big and strong on the offensive line. I don't know. I think whenever you see Alabama kind of knocked back a little bit, you're like, oh, oh, okay, all right, let's go. Maybe that's part of it, too. I don't know. The uh, droughts do come to an end, by the way, as well. That was one of the takeaways uh, for the last couple of years is Georgia's gotten there, now Michigan, right? Uh, 26 years, and, and they finally snapped it. They finally broke through and did it. So it can be done. Oklahoma. It's you, been way too long, but it can be done. You bring this up a lot, and I think it's it's one of my favorite points that you bring up when you say, hey, we're not too far removed from people saying Clemsoning was a thing, right? So Clemsoning, yeah, you know, when you can't get it done in a big game, well, guess what? They've won two national titles since. Now, as I've learned, that's a very fickle fan base, Josh, so uh, they're, they're pretty upset about it. Just ask that uh, planted phone call to, to Coach uh, – Oh gosh! Why am I on Dabo Sweeney? Dabo Sweeney's radio show. <laughs> the 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 fix from Coach Dabo. I remember. I, I think it was what Tyler from Huntington. I can remember that better than I can the coach's name, which I don't even know if that's the kid's name. But no, yeah, right. Streaks, streaks can come to an end. You're not forever cursed. The uh, podcast side, one of the takeaways that uh, I discussed over there and shared mm-hmm. was number one droughts come to an end right as we just like touched on number two is there's multiple pathways to this game washington was uh, more akin to tcu in this in the roster makeup but we don't have to delve too deep into that michigan would be more in line with what oklahoma's wanting to do right yeah build with great recruiting classes some timely transfers and yet there's a lesson for oklahoma here with jim harbaugh in michigan and we've touched on this before but it's worth repeating now that they're a national champion Guess what? We were talking four years ago, is Jim Harbaugh the guy for Michigan? Should they keep sticking with Jim Harbaugh? Why do they keep giving him this lifetime contract? He can't beat Ohio State, can't do this, can't Mm -hmm. do that. And they, again, time and time again, turn after turn, showed patience, stuck with the process, and now they're rewarded with a big pot of gold. I don't know. Um, Wait a minute. Mike Vrabel just got fired? Wow. Okay, more on that in a second. That's according to Adam Schefter, and I don't know if I'm getting trolled by a fake Adam Schefter because I don't know what's real in life anymore, Josh. But back to your point, you know how easy it would have been for Michigan to tap out, right? They they had taken that away for so long, and when things went really south, especially during the COVID season, 
they didn't even play the Michigan Ohio State game because I many look back and think that it was a fix to make sure that Ohio State got in the, the title game or got in the four team playoff. But I mean they went they went two and four. And that was coming off a season when they lost three conference games. And since then, they're just unbelievable. And every year I feel like Jim Harbaugh is on his way to take another chuck, right? All right, do we have time to hit two more here real quick? Sure. Is that legit on, on Vrabel? It looks, yeah. I mean, this is from Schefter, so it's breaking. Uh, Mike Vrabel has been fired as the Tennessee Titans head coach. This after leading them to four consecutive winning seasons and then, of course, the last couple not uh, not being great with under 500 finishes. That's a shocker, though. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Count me as intrigued all of a sudden, Josh. I can see Vrabel in silver and black. Now, I really want Antonio Pierce to get the job, but I think Vrabel's the kind of guy that if you hired him, he's like, Antonio Pierce, you're my DC. You're my associate head coach. Let's go. I know game management, or at least I don't know Titan fans. Does he? Wow, breaking news. Mike Vrabel is out. Here's two more text messages I want to get to here real quick. Guy from Parts Unknown writes, JJ wasn't as dynamic as Dylan Gabriel. The difference, defensive starters, seven seniors, one jo- uh, one junior, three sophomores. Seven seniors, one junior, three sophomores. And yeah, he's talking about Michigan. You, I mean, that's where, they're, that's where their higher echelon NFL talent is too. I mean, from everything I hear about Jalen Harrell, he's got a chance to be a you know, fairly high second-day pick. They like him a lot. And then you've got first-rounders in Jenkins, in Colson, in, in Moore. Moore's just a sophomore. Yeah, they had a lot. I think they actually start three sophomores on defense. Anyway, my point is, Josh, that's, that's where when you look in Michigan, you're like, okay, okay, I, I hear you, Plank. You can feel like you're not that far off. But you get the sense when you look up and down that roster, there's a lot of NFL talent in day one picks. Yeah, and and that's where obviously Oklahoma Getting needs there. to get to, but seems like they're making progress. Making progress, uh, and then I really really like this one from the four hundred five. And you you tell me if you would agree or disagree. Let's be honest, guys. There's not a single person who would have taken Michigan over Georgia if that would have been the game last night. Michigan played in a conference that can't score. They played an Ohio State team that hasn't been typical Ohio State. Their Big Ten champion opponent, sorry, Josh, couldn't score a single point. They threw the kitchen sink and <laughs> and beat Bama. Uh, oh, hold on. I said that wrong. They threw the kitchen sink at a mid-Bama team. Let's just say it. They got lucky this season avoiding the two-time defending champs. Well, they played the path that was in front of them. And they took care of business, and guess what? Georgia did not. And, and there might be a layer of truth to that, but uh, it is what it is. Alabama bounced Georgia, and away we went. Hmm. All right, quick break. Uh, when we come back, I, I just you, you said it during the last commercial break. This has been a really fun day on the text line, just in kind of nerding out on a few topics and then just a great reaction when we think about watching the playoffs, where Oklahoma is in relation to that. And, Josh, when we come back, I wouldn't mind touching at all about the future of college football because I know it's not going to be some massive change in a lot of people's eyes, but uh, in my eyes, it is a massive change. And we'll dive into it next right here on The Ref. 
All right, it's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I, I was retweeting something from Jeff Schwartz because everyone kind of jumped on the Joe Moore award after Michigan didn't win it, and then Washington won it, but then Michigan went out and did that. Yeah, and the offensive line is one of the big reasons Washington lost. I know, I know, but I did find it. I love, I love the passion that's already there for that award. They've only handed it out nine times josh it's got that's a great point that you make it has a ton of prestige attached to it for an award that is not i mean look nine years is not a long time in the world of college football i was gonna say there's been i I started this tweet i said there's been 86 heisman awards handed out and only nine joe moore awards and the joe moore award was talked more about this championship monday than anything else and in- inevitably be the just because the heisman winner played for lsu you moron <laughs> right <laughs> see, i can see the future of social media what's going to happen when i say something uh usc brian has been patient and hanging in there with us as we got through some tidbits and some texts uh usc brian welcome to the show buddy what's going on you know it's always good in the neighborhood and originally I called in to say that the Josh Giddy uh conspiracy still continues. Oh, still gross. But but but, but you know, there is something else that's bothered it's one thing that that you said that's bothered me, and then one of your loyal texters said something else that's bothered me. Okay, we're game, let's go. The first thing is please stop trying to push an entire side of that job. That's the best guy you have. I don't care who you I can agree. get. I agree. That's 100%. the best guy in the world because he has turned around that team and 100%. he used he used what that idiot McDaniel's had and couldn't do anything with him. And he and he ended up having a winning record the last nine weeks of the season. So, you know, I'm sorry. You, you, you know, you you got a team. You got a coach that can. Move that team. So mm-hmm. leave it alone. Second thing, the best thing that could have happened to Brable was getting fired because now he's going to end up being the head coach at New England. Watch <laughs> and see. So you and, think? And the, so you don't think Jared Mayo would be the guy for that job? Of course not. Plank, be real, be real. Okay. But here's the uh, the thing that one of your texters said. Okay. The difference between OU and and Michigan was all this. No. The difference between Michigan and OU was hogs and dogs. The hogs up front in that offensive line opened to holes that both Corum and Edwards walked through. OU wasn't doing that. Plus, OU doesn't have a running game. They had two players last night. That, that both of them totaled with 100 yards apiece and two touchdowns apiece. One of the guys, Edwards, had 17 yards every time he touched the ball. Did OU do that? No. Be honest. I can be honest about my team. My team sucks this year. I will be totally honest with that. But I know that they will improve next year. Stop acting like y'all can, uh, you can compete with the Michigan. No, you couldn't. In fact, Georgia would have had a hard time with Michigan the way Michigan was playing. I'm sorry. They they were on a mission. They were determined to prove that Harbaugh was not what the, everybody kept accusing him of doing. And it didn't affect them. So, therefore, they were ready to roll. 
They were the they were the NWO of college football. <laughs> they were ready to beat up people, leave people laying in the in the dirt. Period. So you know, as as the, all the Michigan fans keep saying, who's better than Michigan? Nobody. Thanks, Brian. I'm not to be literal, Chris. Who's got it better than us? Or who has it better than us? That was uh, actually pretty cool. That was uh, letting, letting his dad do that. You know, it's kind of weird. Well, just the story. I, I guess, I'm sure they've touched on that a million times if you watch Michigan games. But uh, that was that was pretty good, them telling the story of, of their family and everything. Oh, uh, it's so cool. Yeah, and then I thought one of my favorite little video shots, I believe the kids call them GIFs. But I think one of my favorite things that I saw from last night was when Jim Harbaugh, I think it was either right before kickoff or right after the, the, the first quarter, and he's kind of got his head down. He's got his hands on his shoulders, and his brother John w- walks over and taps him on <laughs> his shoulders. Like, yeah, he was very startled. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I – and then wearing the glasses. You know those are like $4,000 sunglasses that he had on? <laughs> well, they should be. I mean, come on. I mean, my man's uh, made a little money. It's the hardest thing to kind of compartmentalize from last night. Not the price of the sunglasses. But, Josh, how do we view this for Michigan as a whole? They never were number one, right? It was either Ohio State or it was Georgia all season long. Then by attrition, Georgia gets beat. They beat Ohio State. They kind of they elevate to number one. Constant questions about... What's going on around the team? Tightest games were against their tightest opponents. Uh, what? Tightest games were against their highest-ranked opponents in Penn State and Ohio State, but yet they still won them. And in each of those games, I don't really know if I ever thought that they were in trouble. They ran it, what, 35 straight times against Penn State? I don't know what to make of them, Josh, except to say they're champs. I'm not going to fall into this greatest team ever. No, 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 they're not. But my gosh, they were impressive whenever they were called upon to be. All of those games you're talking about, they won post-Connor Stallion. So, look, they're probably going to get the title vacated in some form or fashion before it's all said or done. To me, it doesn't change anything. It's the same way I feel about USC. They're the national champion. They beat Oklahoma. The fact that whatever happened with Reggie Bush and him impermissible benefits, okay, it was against the rules. And this one obviously is a much different category than that, but uh, it doesn't matter to me. They're the national champion. They proved it on the field. Got a break. Primrose Funeral Services, final thoughts coming up next right here on the Home Sooner Fans. This usually happens. I have a story or two I want to get to in the Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts. And inevitably, there is a text or two that will take me away from it. Primrose Funeral Services, pre-plan your memorial. Talk to the professionals, the experts, the caregivers at 405-321-6000. Primrose Funeral Services. Okay, from the 405, Josh, we'll talk about my car tomorrow. There's championship debates to be had here, by God. Indeed. Michigan winning and the story of players coming back is great it works for the head coaches who build a strong culture and develop well like Brent Venables 
It's got me very excited for this offseason, getting guys like Bowman, Stutzman, and Woody to come back. Could be a regular thing and lead to playoff success in some form or fashion. Yeah, I mean, there's – and you bring this up too. I, I, I've been giving you a lot of kudos today. Thanks. I must, I must miss being in studio with you or something. But it's it, – you're looking at a situation where skill – is the most important thing, right? Being good. But experience really seems to matter quite a bit. Well, <laughs> really seems to matter. The, the other thing is y- you got to use the portal, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, especially in certain instances for Oklahoma, for instance, tight end, offensive line, we know, right? They, they need guys. They, they got to supplement there. But the portal's great, and you need it, and you have to capitalize on it. But there is nothing better than recruiting your own roster's stars back and Oklahoma has accomplished that in a big way this offseason and then the 918 says I disagree with this a statement that Georgia would have for sure won ultimately they lost against the best team they played styles make fights and with the portal every year teams are different and there's a few uh USC Brian loves uh is this non-sooner fan somebody's nephew or something Sooner Stu, who is we, this guy on our radio? We, I mean, how old do you think we are? <laughs> With uh, peace and love. Oh, exactly right. Uh, Sean, over under on titles being va- on the title being vacated nine months. All right, Josh, we got uh, fifteen seconds. Over under nine months for the vacation of the title. Uh, it's the NCAA, so I'll say it's going to take a little <laughs> bit longer. All right, I'm back in studio tomorrow. Y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday. Steel Man and Thune at Noon are next.